0: massive trades in the nba tyrese halliburton going to the east sabonis to the west cj mccollum's off the board for the mavs but more importantly the mavs win a basketball game against the detroit pistons we're going to talk all about trade deadline and this game coming up right up next I'm and this is locked on mavericks mavericks are nba champions don't believe you shouldn't be here welcome to locked on mavs this is one of your co-host isaac harris i'm a contributor at mavs.com and nick is still out today i think he'll be back uh, tomorrow uh, as nick uh, traveled to be with uh, family over the past few days and, uh, yeah, look forward to him, uh, to him being back for this excited. This is one of the most exciting weeks of the whole year. I almost, uh, want to sing the Christmas song. It's the most wonderful time. Don't tell Nick that, uh, I sang on the pod today, but, uh, today's episode is brought to you by prize picks. Check out prize Use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right. So, I'm going to talk about the Halliburton trade, uh, Halliburton Sabonis trade um, a little bit later on in, the, in a pod. I think it has, it could have uh, a, a Mavs wrinkle to it just a little bit, and uh, of course got to talk about CJ McCollum trade. I mean that trade like instantly got overshadowed. Uh, I don't know if you about you guys, but I was walking up a flight of stairs, um, and I was like near the top when the Wosh notification hit my phone about the. Sabonis Halliburton trade and I just stopped and I just stood there on a step and I was just like reading I'm like is this did somebody retweet a fake Woj account that I like followed the person retweeted so I had to like confirm and look all of it and I'm like wow what a trade. So anyway, there are a couple wrinkles to that I want to go over, but first, let's talk about this Mavs win. Detroit comes to town <coughs> his little um PTSD uh, when a bad team comes into town, like uh, Orlando, OKC, it's like, all right, they bounce back from those bad losses. Um, You know, even Trey Burke, you know, talked about those two losses after the game, said, hey, we should have uh, won those games to Orlando and OKC. But then they go out and they beat uh, Philly. They beat Atlanta over the weekend on Sunday. And then, ban, this Detroit team comes to town and this Detroit team is just not a good team, especially without Cade Cunningham, kind <clears> of <throat> bummer. Uh, for him, they didn't get to play in this game, even though I had a lot of, uh, family present, I think, um, there, uh, being from the area from the area. Let me just say he was from the area because my goodness, uh, had a couple people come at me pretty dang hard, uh, on the socials today as yesterday, I guess I casually, when I was making my Desmond Bain joke, uh, I casually threw out there about him being a local kid, about him being from Dallas and whew, the Fort Worth crowd came in hot. They uh, left the stockyards and came at me pretty hard. So uh, my bad, not from Dallas. Um, but as one guy, I mean, one person tweeted at me like seven straight tweets. So uh, pretty dang upset about it. <clears throat> um, I'm sorry. I'm deeply sorry. I'll probably lose sleep over it tonight. Um, Fort Worth is separate from Dallas. We know that. We have established that. So there you go. Uh, my bad. But uh, Kate Cunningham being from the DFW area, maybe that can just work. Uh, being from Texas, let's go. But uh, didn't play in this game. Obviously, that would have made a big difference for uh, the Pistons. Christoph Porzingis didn't play in this game, although he did. <laughs> he did post uh, an Instagram update. Uh, that a pick of him warming up before the game looks like he he's alluding to he's going to finish the season strong be back soon Uh, all the good stuff that we want to hear maxi kleba back for this game it's a good sign missed past three games back uh, in this game he had that knee issue and then the big thing everybody's talking about (laughs) just to keep it on your radars uh, even though i probably don't have to remind you but thursday you list a lot of you guys list this on wednesday uh, but Thursday, 2 PM central time NBA trade deadline. So should I have a lot of fun with it. <coughs> sorry, my cough. I'm so- I'm sorry. I'm sorry uh, for my coughing, but, um, should I have a lot of fun with it. We'll see what happens, uh, going up to the deadline. It's already been uh, kind of eventful already. Shout out to the people who said this is going to be a boring deadline. Um, Hopefully it heats up. Let's see what happens with Ben Simmons, James Harden. But let's talk a little bit about this game, and then we'll get into the trades. Uh, they took care of business, right? I mean, halftime is 65-51. Mavs, I mean, Luka, I mean, he dropped 27 and uh, 20 points, uh, 7 and 5 in the first half. Brunson had 15 points, I think, at halftime. Yeah, he had 15 points at, at halftime. I mean, it just looked like, <laughs> outside of, Lucas tech. It was dumb, dumb tech. One Luca has to stop. He's got to contain the, uh, the, con- the complaints, but, uh, I thought the ref was a little quick with that. He's pretty confident that he can get that rescinded because Luca 11th tech of the season tonight. As a lot of you guys know, you reach 16, you are suspended after that. So, <clears throat> um, hopefully I think gets rescinded. We'll see. He's confident in it, like I said. But um, also with Luca. you know, Luca's just the story of this game because, you know, the Mavs just beat the crap out of the Pistons. But I just want to read to you uh, Luca's stat line in this game because it's a seventh game in a row over 10 assists, which is insane. He's just on this streak right now. 33 points in this game, 11 assists, 7 rebounds. He was 5 of 9 from 3, 10 of 14 from the free throw line, 9 of 18 from the field. He was a plus, <laughs> uh, plus 35 in this game. That's pretty crazy, but he's just, I mean, this is, this is who Luca is, right? Like when all of the chatter was happening at the beginning of the season and it was warranted about him being out of shape <clears throat> and all of that, uh, that he wasn't at peak Luca wasn't at the, the highest level that he could play. Um, the hope and what a lot of us were saying is like, Hey, okay, he's going to play himself in the shape, all this stuff he has that break he gets COVID. he's out what almost two weeks uh maybe even a little over two weeks and um you know he comes back starts playing and i remember saying on this pod a couple of you guys tweeted at me whenever it became public knowledge um i was like man he looks slimmer right like i feel like you can see it in his face his body i feel like you can see it how he's moving he just looks like he's in better shape he just uh, looks like he's dropped some pounds and uh then you know it was what well, a few days after that, a week after that, Tim McMahon drops a little uh information nugget that uh sources told him he's dropped fifteen pounds and all of that. So Luca looks great right now. I mean, he really does. Um, you know, defensively kinda of <clears throat> hit or miss in some of these games, but I mean, what he's doing offensively right now, this this is who this is a Luca we all know and expect. This is an all NBA first team Luka Doncic. This is a you know let's say the mavericks keep on moving forward and let's say they climb up the rankings i mean we're we're seriously having the mvp conversation at that point not at this moment not at this current moment i think some other guys are more deserving than him at the uh at the moment even just because of the consistency all year so far um and that goes into the all-star stuff too you know like uh you know, there's a reason why jaw starting over him because jaw was more consistent we've covered this uh over the pod. so um luca great game uh he just kind of put it away luca just had i think it was our, our our friend friend of the pod friend of real life austin Garuya tweeted out during the game he's like luca has zero spec. he doesn't respect the pistons he doesn't like <laughs> it was just so funny watching luca in that in that mode to where he's just he's trying these dumb passes completing a lot of them um, just playing carefree out there laughing around doing these things doing these crazy stuff <laughs> like that's just that's just who Luca is and uh he's having a lot of fun is a lot of fun to watch um so yeah I mean this game was really I mean if you're if you're the Pistons you're watching this game you're saying all right let's just uh swipe you know sweep 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 this underneath the rug move on and uh move on to the next game if you're Dallas you almost do the same <laughs> kind of thing in the sense of Hey, we just beat the crap out of them. Uh, they had no business being in this game. Jeremy Grant played in this game, but mm, uh, I don't know how he, he really looked. It uh, didn't really impress me too much. But um, anyway, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then I'll, I'll, I want to say just a few more things about this game because I want to talk about Trey Burke, and then we'll get into probably the Halliburton-Sabonis <laughs> trade first. Um, but, yes, let's talk about prospects first. This pod – is brought to you by prize picks you pick two to five players and over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times of any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA are you still there because i used to try to play daily like fantasy fantasy basketball but then like the daily grind of setting your lineups and all that stuff um i just stopped playing because of that here's prize picks for you you need to try the award winning app Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will too. Entries can be made 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe, offers fast withdrawals. Use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Uh, it offers a prop you can think of from point score to rebounds, even steals. You can even allows you to mix sports entry, entries. If you want to mix something with the Super Bowl, With something with the NBA, let's do this. Like, actually sounds kind of fun. Um, For a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer for an offer for all our users. Users get $50 for free. If a player in your first PrizePix entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer offer available to locked-on fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA. $50 for free. If a player in your first PrizePix entry scores a single point. Let's go. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Trey Burke. Um, If you're in the camp that thinks Trey Burke uh, could possibly be traded, um, let's just say some of the Mavericks front officer that is in that camp. Let's say um, Trey Burke is in that camp. What a perfect game to have as the last game before the NBA trade deadline because Trey Burke came off the bench tonight and scored 18 points. He had uh, three rebounds. Yes, he had three rebounds. hit four threes in this game, seven of 12 uh, from the field. I mean, what a performance by him. You know, he played in the last game on Sunday a little bit. He obviously plays, you know, 21 minutes in this game. I mean, this is the – I mean, shout-out to him. Like, do they win this game without him? Probably so because the Pistons um, sucked that bad. But still, he had an impressive game. Shout-out to Harp. harp had an incredible line. He loves Trey Burke and, um, harp, you know, I tweeted out that, uh, harp said he's a special, special talent. So harp big believer in Trey Burke. Uh, he can't get buckets. And, uh, I really, I am, I am curious to see what happens with Trey Burke over the next, uh, 36, 48 hours. Is he on the Mavs? Is he on another team? Uh, is he packaged in a bigger deal for the, you know, for the Mavericks, it goes to another team that needs, uh, you know, some type of backup uh, point guard, something like that, a place that, you know, could possibly give him more minutes. And, you know, I think some people, um, I've seen some people tweet at me, you know, tonight of like, hey, why doesn't Trey play more, um, his role in the team and all this. I think it, it just all depends on what they're looking for off the bench, right? Like if they're needing more defense, they'll put Frank in there. If they um, want some more offense, maybe try out Trey Burke. Um, either way, it's that Trey Burke role that he played tonight is a role that they're probably going to be looking for over the next, you know, 48 hours. Right. If Goran Dragic gets bought out and joins Dallas, look at this Trey Burke role tonight. That's the role he would probably play. If Kimball Walker, you know, came here into the, you know, TPE, like that's the type of role they'd probably look for if they go out and try to find a veteran, you know, scoring guard. Um, yeah. So anyway, Mavs obviously win this game. I mean, like I said, it's a monster game from Luka. They shot 50% from the field. Um, they held another another opponent under 100 points. I don't know if I'd really brag a lot holding the Pistons under 100 points, but um, they did. So uh, shout out to the defense. Uh, they took care of business against a bad team, and that's what you have to do And uh, whenever they didn't do it last week. Let's talk about this trade. Uh, let's talk about the second trade first, the Halliburton – that's uh, a bonus trade. Um, for me, once I saw Halliburton's name in it, I was shocked, right? I think like a lot of people it was like, whoa, like if you're the Kings, um, you already passed up on Luka Doncic for Marvin Bagley. And I don't know. It's, it looks like you can't give give away Marvin Bagley for a bag of munchos right now. But I don't, you know, you trade Tyrese Halliburton. I think here, here's my thing with Halliburton. I think he's a really good player. I think he could be a All-Star in this league. I don't know. I think the pendulum swung a little bit too far of the oh my gosh, like they gave up a Ja Morant, you know, in this or something. I don't he's not Ja to me, but I do think he can be an All-Star. He's a good young player. He's the best. He was the best like center corner, you know, centerpiece, cornerstone piece of their roster. So that was surprising to me. You guys know I love Sabonis. I kind of hate this for Sabonis. Uh, One, he's going to Sacramento. But two, I hate this for Sabonis in the sense of now he's going to be compared to Halliburton. Now he's going to be linked to that. I mean, we've already seen people like, oh my gosh, you you gave up all that for Sabonis. So now the expectation for Sabonis is going to be so high. And then anything that Halliburton ever does, it's going to be comp to what Sabonis is doing in Sacramento and i just love sabonis so uh, i i hope that we can still appreciate Sabonis' game we love to do the comparison game right like we we love to do i was just talking to somebody the other night uh at the uh at the hawks mavs game another media person about jaw versus uh, jaw versus luka and we were joking around it's like oh ja, you know luka versus Trey. nope that's old news right it's it's jaw you know it's jaw luka now and it's like i hate that i like i hate that the Jaw versus Luca thing became like this, you know, some Mavs fans are like hating on Jaw because now it's like Jaw and it's like, no, we don't we can just appreciate it. like I understand Trey and Luca always being connected because of the draft and all that, but we don't have to do this comparison game and we have to where we have to hate the other, you know, person, and all that. So um another thought I had was Rick get, Rick Carlisle gets his guy, right? Like, you know, when you go back to the Halliburton draft, I think, you know, I'm 99% that this is out there, reported out there. I think it was McMahon who actually, you know, put it in writing out there that Dallas, you know, tried to move up for him and tried to really go after Halliburton. And they were dangling Jalen Brunson in that. Uh, Go read that McMahon report a while, you know, a while ago. And, you know, Rick was on board with that. So, like, you know, it feels like Halliburton, you know, was Rick, you know, Harala Bob all that like that was you know their guy they wanted to go get they obviously couldn't pull it off and now Rick gets his guy and so an, another angle to this is <clears throat> I was just on this pod you know a few days ago uh with Nick saying hey when they made the Karis Levert trade and they brought in the expiring contract of Rubio is well now they're opening up this 20 something million dollars in cap space now they can go get Jalen Brunson I think that's a little bit um I think that definitely took a hit today if you, if you were in that camp of thinking, you know, the Pacers. Because I did. I, I thought I was like, ooh, Pacers might be going after Brunson. I don't know how I feel about that now just because, yeah, they went and got Halliburton. They could play together, but they also have Brogdon. They also have Duarte. Like, I I don't, yeah, would not shock me, but it, it would kind of surprise me a little bit if they still went after him. But uh, I thought Indiana had to throw in some picks with this. You know, when I first saw the trade, I was like, oh, okay, we're about to get a follow-up Wosh tweet saying that, you know, Indiana threw in an unprotected pick. um, They threw in, like, two, you know, protected first or something like that. Uh, No, it was, like, a second-round pick. And I, I just feel for you, Kings fans. I know you're not listening to this pod, but um, I feel for you. I feel for you, but also it's not like you got nothing. Like, Sabonis is a, is a really good player, and it shouldn't just be all – I'm just going to cry myself to sleep because, you know, we got Sabonis. Sabonis is a good player, but Halliburton losing Halliburton, a good young piece. I, uh, I feel for you on that. I kind of feel bad for you. Um, let's take one more quick break and then we'll come back. And I want to talk about one more angle of this trade that I am watching in regards to the Mavs, because I think there could be a, uh, a secondary trade off this, uh, off of this trade that could potentially impact the Mavs. Uh, this pod is brought to you by our good friends. Gosh, we love them. Bill Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much, uh, dang, the ad read on this says I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. They they even, they know me. Do they Do they know that I've given up on my resolutions? But but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bill Barr. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. I really do enjoy eating them. I have a little basket in our pantry with uh, some built Bars in them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the built Bars' best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Wow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow-y. Mm, That's a word. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. You know what a built bar is? Most of them are 130 calories. Four grams of sugar, four net carbs, four net carbs, let's go. And 17 grams of protein. Guys, they have a ton of different flavors. White Chocolate Cookies and Cream is a new one for this month. Mint, brownie, coconut, coconut almond. The list goes on. It's literally like a CBS receipt. So go look at the different um, flavors. Offer, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, let's talk about another angle to this deal. So in the deal that sends Hal to Indiana... Uh, and Sabonis to Sacramento, Indiana also gets Buddy Hield. Buddy Hield, a guy that I feel like people have been trying to um, trade machine their way to Dallas uh, a lot, but because obviously he's a he can get buckets, played college ball at Oklahoma, which is not in Dallas, not down the street. Um, but anyway, played at Oklahoma, get buckets, and uh, there was a a Jake Fisher. Uh, report that uh, when he was on his halftime app and he threw in there this little small nugget of the Karis Levert trade that happened a few days ago where he went to Cleveland. Uh, he threw in there that you know Jake Fisher Bleacher Report that Dallas came in. It was in the 11th hour. Dallas was trying to make a move and obviously couldn't pull it off. And the deal was centered around Tim Hardaway in a pick. Now, we don't know what that pick looks like, right? We don't know what type of you'd assume it's some type of protected first uh, because that's what they end up getting for Levert and all of that. But Hard let's just look at that package of Hardaway and a first and you look at the uh this, this the contract that Indiana was trading was a bucket getter two guard basically uh that makes money and they're like, "Hey, we're going to trade this but also get a pick." And swap it out. Now, obviously, they swapped Levert for an expiring contract in Rubio. But my question now is, is Buddy Long for Indiana? And do they call Dallas and say, hey, we we were already talking about this package for Levert. What would that package look like for Dallas? Of, hey, how much if you wanted to swap Tim for Buddy? And obviously, they were interested in taking Tim's contract before, uh, you know, in that Levert stuff. Or else they wouldn't have talked. What do you have to add to that to swap that out? Now, Tim's contract, he just signed that extension. It's decreasing, makes twenty-something million dollars right at twenty million dollars this year. It decreases over the next three years. Buddy is under contract uh, for obviously this season, and then he's under contract for next season at twenty-one point one, and then the season after that at nineteen point two. So he's on kind of a similar contract in the sense that's decreasing. So basically what you would be asking yourself if you're Dallas is how much are you willing to attach to Tim to swap it out for a guy like Buddy to help you win this season? Because there is a likelihood that we never see Tim Hardaway again this season and we're just building up for training camp next year. And so if you're Dallas, are you willing to give up a protected pick to attach to Tim to, sw- to swap out Tim and Buddy Hield? And I don't know. I'm just saying – that's just something I'm watching is, will Buddy stay in Indiana if they start shopping him around or if they have already, will they go back to Dallas since they were already talking about that framework of a deal for Levert? Would they talk with Dallas about what they would have to add and all of that? There's still the Miles Turner situation. Um, You know, as soon as the Sabonis trade happened, we seen Woj tweet out that, you know, Turner's looking forward to playing with Halliburton. Now he can be the lone big there. All that stuff. Um, I'm still just watching that situation. I will watch the Turner situation until the deadline moves past and just what, you know, Dallas stays in that and all of that. Um, I do want to touch in, touch on, uh, just the CJ trade real quick. You know that, I mean, that happened what early on in, in the morning. And, uh, if you didn't see the full parameters of that blazers, get Josh Hart, Tomas Sadoransky, uh, Alexander Walker or Alexander Walker, <laughs> uh, Walker, Alexander, um, a protected first round pick, second round picks. Pelicans get McCollum, Larry Nance. Uh, I think Tony Stell in that deal. But basically, um, where my mind went with this trade, I, I I feel like there were a decent amount of people who were like, "Oh my gosh, like how how is New Orleans doing this?" And I kind of went the other way of why not? Like I I get the, you know, why don't you just tank and all this stuff for some of these franchises, but. <laughs> They're fighting for, it. I mean, if there was one big winner of today, it is, it is the NBA for creating the playing tournament. I have criticized this playing tournament. I'm not a big fan of it. I, I I am like old man, get off my lawn talking about this play-in tournament. If you've been listening to this pod for the past few years, you know that Nick loves the play-in tournament more than I do <coughs> uh, for me. Yeah. But man, if, if, you're the NBA. You're loving this, right? Because you saw two teams today in the Kings and Pelicans that said, hey, we're going to trade, make a big time trade to help bolster our chances to make this playing tournament. Whether you agree with it or not, I mean, they're going to get smoked either way. Even if they get to the playing tournament and then they move on, they'll get smacked. But still, it is... They're fighting for a chance to get that tenth seat in the West. You know the Kings getting some bonus and CJ going to to New Orleans. So I don't really I don't blame probably New Orleans, Sacramento. I probably have a little bit bigger issue, but um, New Orleans in this, sure, why not? Like however you feel, I think it, it's at least fun to think about CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion, um, Valanciunas. Like, they have some pieces that and heck they might make another move or so, but I mean that's at least fun, right? Like, I mean, do you want are you thrilled about playing that? Like, let's say Zion does come back if he ever does play. And I I'm not looking forward to playing that in a in a playing tournament game if I'm another team in that. So um CJ's awesome, uh, as far as a, a dude and um it just takes this takes another guy off the board for Dallas. If you're in the camp of where they really want CJ McCollum, it looks like New Orleans uh, got their guy. I will say this: Josh Hart is he is he long for Portland? If they uh, really uh, look to ship him off somewhere, he would be great in Dallas. I would love him in Dallas. So um, that's something I'm watching. And I don't know what the heck's happening in Portland, man. I mean, I guess this is just the lost season. Um, Dame's going to get a surgery. You know, Woj sent out the tweet of, hey, they're going to try to rebuild the roster, 60-something million in cap space, this big, you know, player, traded player exception, all of that. But, um, yeah, you got to convince people to come to Portland. So, you know, Dame might know something that we all don't. Uh, or we could see Dame, you know, head somewhere else over the off season and it's a full rebuild at that point. We'll see. But, uh, if you're Dame right now, I don't, I just don't know what you're feeling. Um, because they're trading these guys like in the CJ deal. I mean, they're basically trading it for flexibility. You're not looking at the CJ McCollum deal saying, Oh man. Yeah. Look, we got this player. Like, cool. You got Josh Hart, but You might trade him like, cool. You got, you know, Walker Alexander, like, okay, that's awesome. But, this, the, these aren't, you know, guys that Damian Lillard's going to be in a playoff series, you know, going to a, a championship with. So, um, yeah, be really curious if Portland's done. What happens over the next forty-eight hours? And obviously, we're watching Dallas, right? I mean, we're what the heck happens? You see random stuff here and there uh, with Dallas in the sense of, you know, they're active in trade talks. They're trying to add perimeter shooting. Are they going to go out and try to add, you know, a A better big man um, to play alongside, you know, Kristaps Porzingis. Do they add a wing? I don't know. What happens with Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith? You know, it feels like all the reports said Dallas doesn't want to, you know, get rid of them. They want to keep them. Um, You know, there was another report uh, about Jalen Brunson and just his... um, I guess having some admirers in uh, in Detroit, we've seen different, you know, smaller reports about that connection. Uh, I'm sure you guys all saw the, which isn't, you know, however you want to read between the lines of this. I'm sure, you guys saw him, you know, post game, you know, with uh, one of their assistant coaches and stuff. And um, I mean, they're going to be one of the teams that has a ton of cap space and. Hats off to Jalen Brunson for whatever contract he gets. I am so happy for him. Go get your money, man. And I hopefully like if it's in Dallas, that is awesome. If it's with somebody else, there's a, you know, trying to separate the, Hey, I'm happy for him as a player and as a person, uh, but also bummed as, you know, a fan of the Mavericks and stuff too. So we'll see what happens with that. See if Dallas can uh, add a piece, uh, whether it's on the fringe or an actual bigger uh, rotation piece. We'll see with that. Uh, Nick should be back tomorrow night and, uh, or for tomorrow's pod. And, uh, yeah, this is Wednesday. Tomorrow's the trade deadline. Listen to the trade deadline show, uh, with the lockdown network. Uh, they got some really cool things planned. There's a group of locked on, uh, guys there, they're at radio row on, uh, for the super bowl week, which is really cool. Seeing the lockdown network represented there. Uh, I've been seeing different interviews they've been doing with, uh, NFL people and players and stuff, uh, throughout the week. So, uh, yeah. Shoot Nick a message, telling him you miss him, and uh, say go Bengals for him, even if you're rooting for the Rams. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Remember, we'll uh, we'll drop a, a, an emergency pod if something big goes down for the Mavericks. Um, if not, you'll still be getting a pod from us every day. And then uh, shortly after the deadline, we'll be dropping a pod. Either way, if they do something, if they don't. So, uh, yeah, peace out. Boom.